Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Your Monkey's Uncle, and I'm your host, Captain T. What a night we had last night. Did you happen to see, I hope you uh, watched that debate last night. From what I've seen, it was viewed, apparently the viewership, there were 80, over 89 pe- million people that watched that debate. And that doesn't even include people that watched it in groups, at clubs, in bars, or over media streams such as Twitter. Early indications are that it's the most uh, watched debate in history. So congratulations, Hillary. Congratulations, Donald Trump. Uh, there's another first for Hillary. All in all, I thought it was a decent debate, but I don't think it lived up to the hype and to the expectations. From my perspective, uh, I, uh, Donald Trump came out swinging. The first 15, 20 minutes was all Donald Trump. And you, can, you could see it in the mannerism of Hillary Clinton. Uh, at, you know, at, at one point there early in the debate, I thought she looked beat up. Uh, if you looked at her, maybe it's just me, I don't know. But if you were to uh, look at her right eye, it even looked like it was getting a dark ring underneath it and her face looked like she was sagging. I really thought that she was going to have some type of seizure or stroke or something. He was really taking it to her. But as the debate wore on and we got into the uh, hour mark and, and, and beyond, you could see that uh, Donald, for some reason, I don't know if it was planned or he was just slow on the uh on the uptake or maybe he's not used to it let's face it uh, this is the first debate he's done on one-on-one on such a stage hillary's with she's been in 15 of these uh so uh, i thought that donald trump let hillary off the hook and you could see by the end of the debate that again her mannerism had changed it was more positive for her uh she was she looked more confident uh, uh more secure more sure of herself and you know what? Uh, even her complexion changed and her eye didn't look as droopy. It's as though uh, she was getting her second wind. As I said, uh, when the debate started, I thought, wow, we're in for a doozy here. You know, the moderator seemed on side. Uh, you know, uh, Donald was coming out punching. Uh, he was really hitting the high notes with uh, trade and NAFTA, uh, the economy. Uh, you know, I could understand, you know, the one thing about Donald Trump is, let's face it, the man is not a politician, definitely not a seasoned politician or a seasoned speaker. Uh, but that's what one of the things that I like about him. And I think that's a big reason why the majority of the people out there like him, because he speaks his mind. He, he speaks what comes to his mind. It comes, uh, there's like no filter, you know, but I can understand what he's trying to say. The normal guy like me can understand Donald Trump. There's no political uh, play here, playing on words, uh, you know, speaking above everybody's heads. And you know what? It couldn't have been much clearer than when Donald Trump made the point and made very clear on the economy how Hillary's position is that she wants to raise taxes to get the economy moving and and to take money out of our pockets to build up infrastructure, to put people back to work, to build up the infrastructure, etc. Whereas Trump, on the other hand, complete opposite view. He says what he wants to do is decrease taxes, you know, uh, decrease your tax. He thinks if you got more money to spend, you can get the economy moving that way. But two very, very 
diverse opinions on the economy. And I understood it. And you know what? I agree with Donald Trump. I, I don't want somebody reaching into my pocket every time there's a project to be done in the form of taxes. And this is what politicians do. And I can understand where Trump comes from. He's a businessman. He's looking uh, to use the resources he's got at his disposal. He doesn't want to reach into his pocket or yours in the form of taxes uh, to build better bridges and build better roads, you know. So that to me is very important. And, you know, the contrast is very, very good, very diverse. And this is one of the reasons I like Donald Trump as opposed to Hillary Clinton. Now, like I said, I'm an average guy. I can understand uh, Donald Trump's language. I can see where he's coming from, you know. And very early on in the debate, uh, I thought he was doing great on some of these key discussions on the economy and on trade but you know what at, at one point at, at, there came a point about a half an hour into it where I think even the, the moderator uh, took took a look at what was going on and let's face it we all know it's no secret that this Lester Holt is a Hillary Clinton fan all right he's definitely not going to vote for Trump and he started to change a little bit of the dynamics in the uh, uh, debate. Uh, the way he started fact-checking Donald Trump, the way he came back with uh, uh, questions, follow-up questions to Donald Trump. If you watch that debate, and you know what, it was noticeable. You don't even have to watch it again. He never did that with Hillary. He had so many opportunities where he could have fact-checked her. For example, the crime in New York, you know, uh, uh, where he could have followed up with her emails. Nada. Nada. But he fact-checked and followed up with additional questions with Donald Trump. It seemed every opportunity he got. Uh, last count, I think there was at least 15 uh, follow-ups uh, with Donald Trump. So at about half an hour into the debate, uh, I thought that the uh, uh, dynamics, like I said, started to change. And the questions uh, started to change. All of a sudden, they became very focused. And they became very focused uh, towards uh, a, a bias against Donald Trump. You know, before I get into some of these questions, let me, let me just uh, bring up some of the things, some of the blaring examples that were not... Uh, uh, asked of Hillary Clinton. You know, where were where was any questions on her emails from from the moderator? Where were any questions uh, to Hillary Clinton on the Clinton Foundation and this pay to play uh, stuff that we're hearing about? You know, where was any questions regarding Benghazi? And, you know, what does it matter at this point, if you all recall uh, Hillary saying uh, nothing about the Iranian deal? You know, nothing, nothing to uh, bring Hillary out and hold her accountable for accepting all these funds from these nations that are biased towards, for example, women and gays. And yet here she is holding herself out as the, uh, the big warrior for women's and gays. Yep, I really think at one point, Lester Holt, just like every other uh, media, left-wing media person saw that she was going down for the count. Trump was having his way with her and he became 
the third wheel in this debate. To me, that's scandalous. Just totally ridiculous, scandalous. And, you know, uh, it's, here, here's another thing. Uh, how many times did you hear Hillary Clinton uh, say, hey, you people out there, uh, get to your fact checks, go fact check, uh, get your facts checked. You know what? It's, it's, like, it's like she was a, uh, 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 a sports team. And she was looking for the audience to give her that extra lift, that extra support out there. She needed that extra backing, you know. Unbelievable. No fact uh, checking or follow-up questions with Hillary Clinton, which is the norm when it comes to the liberal media. But in Trump's, in Trump's situation, uh, Lester Holt follows up. With Donald Trump regarding the Iraq war and his position, he follows up with him on his taxes, he follows up with Donald Trump regarding his position with women. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, you know what? It's so blatant. I, I cannot believe that the American public is not catching on to this. And you know what? I actually think they are. Uh, and that's, uh, that's one of the reasons I believe that last night you saw that the early polls, everybody, except CNN, of course, uh, was coming back that Trump was the, the big winner in this debate. So here I am ranting and raving about this Lester Holt, the moderator. Well, let's look at the questions that he asked. After we get through the 20 minutes of the debate, where do we go? Well, you know, one of the questions he asked is, hey, uh, he asked Trump about referring to Hillary's look that at one time, Donald Trump says she didn't have the look to be the president, you know. So here, here is Lester Holt, the moderator, already with a question, holding Trump's feet up against the fire. Well, Trump comes back, and let's face it, any normal-speaking American person knows that, hey, she doesn't have the look to be president. It's not referring to her because she's a woman or that she's ugly or whatever. You know, it's just talking about her mannerism. It's like saying, what, what's the difference saying temperament? Uh, you know, so Hillary says it politically correct and Donald Trump didn't. So Donald Trump came back and he said, look, one of the things I'm referring to was, is the stamina. She doesn't have the stamina to be the president of the United States. Well, Hillary's rebuttal to this was that she's talked over... Uh, she robust is saying that she's been to 112 different countries, you know. Well, that's great if you're a travel agent and you're going to write a travel log. But you know what? Name Somebody name me these 112 places she traveled to, which apparently is a record uh, for Secretary of State. Uh, tell me one major accomplishment of hers amongst all these travels. The other thing that uh, Hillary rebutted with, with uh, this uh, counterpunch by Trump, stating that he was referring to her stamina. Uh, she doesn't have the stamina to be president, her quote-unquote look. She says that uh, he's never been before Congress and testified for 11 hours. Well, let me say something to you, Mrs. Clinton. You shouldn't have been up there for 11 hours unless you were offside with something, all right? You, you brought that upon yourself. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's a claim to fame that you had to testify in front of Congress for 11 hours. You know, the other question that uh, Holt brought up was this whole birther thing again. Now, okay, I got to give 
Trump credit, although the critics won't give him credit, he explained it well. He didn't start it. Hillary Clinton's campaign started it when they were face off in, uh, when they were facing off against Barack Obama uh, to get the nomination uh, originally. They're the ones, it's the staff that sent people to Kenya to find his birth certificate. It was the Hillary Clinton camp that started all of this. And you know what? We're wasting, Trump was a private citizen. And you know what? This whole birther thing, all he wanted to do was get the president to show a certificate to prove that he was born in the United States. But what the Democrats and Hillary Clinton have done is spun this thing to make it a racist issue. Not once that he's, did he, uh, Trump say that uh, uh, Barack Obama should be disqualified because he was black. No. All he wanted to do was prove that he was actually American. And you know what? He did the same thing with Ted Cruz. And like I said in one of my other podcasts, Ted Cruz is not black last I looked, okay? So let's get around this myth, America, okay? Let's pay attention. Let's get smart to these words that Hillary Clinton says words are important. Words are meaning, yes, and the way they twist the words to put words in people's mouths or give them the wrong objection and set people against each other. Donald Trump did not go after this birther thing because Barack Obama is black, all right? Not once. I charge, I ask anybody to send me any proof of that whatsoever. Not once. But the Democrats and Hillary Clinton have turned this into a racial issue. And if you allow the Democrats and Hillary or anybody to, if you allow them to do stuff like that, this is the reason we have racial tensions it's, and we have people turning against each other because the truth is twisted. And that's what the Democrats and Hillary Clinton do so well. They can twist the truth. They are politicians. So I mentioned earlier, no questions to Hillary Clinton about any of the uh, problems and issues that she's faced over the years. But here we have Holt, uh, uh, grilling and bringing these questions to Donald Trump as if to hold them over the fire. You know, then he brings up the question on Trump's taxes. And, you know, why didn't he ask her about her emails or even ask Hillary about these speeches, transcripts of these uh, speeches that she did to the Wall Street executives and hasn't released? No, because his target is Donald Trump. There's too much good stuff going on with Donald Trump they're tied in the polls. Uh, he's matching her uh, uh, poll for poll in almost every state. And these Democrats, uh, this liberal media has to ha- find a way to twist the truth and turn the tide. So again, they come on to him with these tax thing. And you know what? I don't care what Donald T- Trump pays in taxes. Uh, you know, if he doesn't pay any taxes, well, congratulations to him. Let's face it, America, which one of us is proud to pay taxes or wants to pay taxes? No, let's face it. We all want to pay the minimum that we have to pay. That's just the way our society works. So let's not begrudge the man uh, uh, because he's using the system to his benefit. So the whole point here is, though, is that he won't release his taxes because 
supposedly he's under audit and he's been advised by his lawyers uh, not to release these taxes. And I got to agree with him. Sure. Like Hillary, every, all these Democrats will tell you, he can release them. Of course he can. But can you imagine the level of scrutiny with millions of eyes uh, trying to tear down uh, Mr. Trump? Uh, the, this thing would never go away. So he's smart to listen to his lawyers. That's what you should do. And Hillary Clinton, her rebuttal to this is she's, she said to everybody, you got to ask yourself, why won't he release his taxes? Because he has something to hide. Really? Hillary, I'm asking you. And like Donald Trump asked you, why don't you release the 33,000 emails? You deleted them. You tried to get rid of them permanently so nobody would see them, as we now know. You tried to get rid of them and your people were instructed to delete them after they were ordered by subpoena by Congress to preserve all records. Why don't you give us transcripts of these speeches you gave to Wall Street executives? What are you hiding, Hillary? In any case, I've gone on longer than I intend to in my podcast. The last thing I want to do is bore any of us. But I want to I, I point out some very blatant facts and things here. They, they should be so blaring. They should be so obvious that, come on, America, wake up, you know, Pay attention. Donald Trump is right. You know, uh, they come they come every four years making promises and uh, 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 telling you, giving you, pitching you pie-in-the-sky dreams, and then they go away for the next four years. And look at the inner cities like Donald Trump pointed out in America. Look at what's going on in Chicago. Look what's going on in Michigan. Look what's going on in Ohio. It's time to get wise to this rhetoric as they call it. But at, at the end of the debate, uh, by the end of it all, uh, I admit, uh, I wish that Trump uh, would have seized some of these opportunities and uh, would have squeezed her more in her emails or maybe rebutted with, uh, like I brought up the situation with the uh, speeches that she hasn't released, you know, uh, and maybe brought up Benghazi or something. But for some reason, I have a, I have a, I, I, I think Trump is a very smart guy. Let's face it, gentlemen, uh, ladies and gentlemen. He wouldn't be where he's at if he wasn't a smart guy. You know, you just don't build an empire like that uh, by, by stroke of genius. Uh, I, I, I thought, I think Trump has a game plan in mind. I think he's had a game plan the whole time. He knows he has two more debates. He knows where he's at in the polls. And he wanted to come across, I think he came across strong, but I don't think he came across too assertive. And I think some of the pundits today are criticizing him for that. Uh, I, think, I think they're concerned. I think a lot of these people, like the people at CNN, are concerned that he did not he did not let down his guard. He didn't snap like they were uh, uh, thinking he would snap. He, he didn't lose his temper. Uh, he showed that he does have the temperament uh, to be... Uh, president of the United States, even at the very end when Hillary Clinton, you know, tried to bait him with this whole women thing again, and that he's called women or Rosie O'Donnell pigs, etc., etc. You know, and we all know where Donald Trump could have gone. And he said it, you know, but he was a class act. And he explained himself, look, he said, Chelsea, Hillary's daughter, 
was in the room with her father, ex-president Bill Clinton, and he didn't think it would be the appropriate thing to do, you know, to dishonor her that way. Donald Trump was a classy gentleman. I found Hillary, though, by the end of it all, to be disrespectful and rude. Uh, she was trying... Uh, she was trying to get personal, where I wanted her to tell me about her policies, not to go read her book, not to go look at her website. Do you recall her mentioning that too? Wow. A candidate that's referring me to her website and to go read her book so I can see what she's going to do for me in the future. Uh, but like I said, Trump, to the contrary, uh, chose not to bring up Bill's history and uh, uh, when confronted with this whole Rosie O'Donnell scenario and women and uh, this Latino lady and this Miss Universe uh, contestant, uh, like I said, I, I thought Trump to be very classy. So in summary, the candidates lived up to who they are, you know, uh, as we all knew she would be. She took four days off uh, from what we know. Uh, Clinton was very rehearsed. Like like a lot of the TV news people are saying, she came across almost robotic. Uh, you know, she even had some canned lines, you know, like uh, trumped up, trickle down. She tried to use that line a couple times of no effect. Uh, just didn't work. Whereas on the other hand, Donald Trump was Donald Trump. Uh, it, it, you know, he, he spoke his mind. He, uh, he... He punched back when he needed to punch back. Yes, uh, maybe he wasn't as smooth or as clean or as uh, polished looking as Hillary Clinton, but he was real. He was real. And, and I appreciate that. And at the end of the day, he proved to me that, yes, he is the change that America is waiting for. He's not your... Uh, uh, political animal that's been around forever it's going to be the same old same old all talk no action finally uh, the last thing i want to touch on uh, very briefly is how the democrats and hillary clinton uh, are great spinners how they like to spin things and uh, turn them so that uh, uh, obviously it favors them well if you pay attention right now what they're trying, what's, what's the biggest drawback that Hillary Clinton has? Everybody thinks she's dishonest. Well, you look at every surrogate, you look at everybody that's talking about Donald Trump, that's anti-Trump. Well, the narrative now from the Clinton camp is that he's dishonest. You know, they're doing anything to show that he's dishonest because they got to try and level that playing field. They know that uh, the way America and the population looks at her right now and her dishonesty numbers, they got to bring him down to her level. America, do not be fooled. Do not be fooled. This is just another narrative. And you're going to see over the next uh, couple weeks, the next couple days for sure, they're going to hit this dishonesty thing, this honesty thing like crazy. Whether it's about him lying about or... Uh, 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 not supporting the war in Iraq because he told uh, Howard Stern in an interview, well, maybe, yeah, but you know what? Oh, I got to talk about that real quick, too. Uh, he said he was having 
duke out sessions with Sean Hannity, a fox, about this. I watched CNN do a fact check on uh, uh, Donald Trump's position on the Iraq war. And you know what? They never called Sean Hannity or had Sean Hannity report on what Donald Trump was saying. You know why? Because they knew, if you watched Fox, Sean Hannity supported Trump and verified everything Trump said in that debate. But you know, the liberal media and Hillary Clinton will spin it and show that he's dishonest, that he's lying about his position now because they want to bring him down to her level. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think you get the point. You know, it's time for us to wake up. Uh, be careful uh, where you get your information from. Be careful of your sources. They do not have your best interests at heart. You know, there's a, there's a conspiracy at play here. And yes, I'm going to call it a conspiracy, you know. And they think, this liberal media thinks they can get us to vote their candidate. Don't allow it to happen. You know, do not allow this to happen. And you know what? As optimistic as I am, I really believe that at the end of the day, the people will be swayed by these falsehoods of the Democrats, of Hillary Clinton and the liberal media. They will elect Hillary Clinton president of the United States. And if they don't, I'm telling you, I'm your monkey's uncle. Have a good day, and I hope you tune in again for our next podcast. Thank you.